Wednesday, big Wednesday here. It's laundry day. No, more importantly, it's make an appointment to donate blood day for everybody, no matter who you are, where you are, uh, at least in the United States. I don't I don't think there's is, is there anywhere in the world where they're like, oh, we have too many people giving blood. You guys can just chill. No, I don't I don't think I, don't think I could be wrong. Thing. I'm pretty sure that's not a thing. Because generally it's the opposite. And you know, I'll spare you the whole rant about socialist medicine versus free market medicine and why you know like hey funny how shortages happen in socialism and and now we have a shortage in blood supply and it is a sadly overregulated phenomena but that is not a reason to withhold blood if you can donate so do it this is my big pet cause um my big pet cause pet cause, pet cause. Pet. That's uh, my big pet cause. It's a beast of a cause. It's uh, it, and it, it's uh, to me, it's something just so beautiful about modern medical technology that if someone loses a part of their body, as in a chunk of blood, a pint of blood, you can give them a piece of yours to replace that. I mean, it just. That was not a thing for 99.99% of the human experience and still is not today. And we have the technology to do this. And yet we don't have overflowing blood supplies like we should. It, and, and even before seeing this article today, I, I'm, I'm already, at the, to me, blood blood supplies in the United States at least have already been at crisis levels for a long time because this has always been the case for, for as far as I know and maybe they just tell you this to give more blood but uh, from the little research I've done on this it, it's, it, it squares that most of the time doctors are considering uh, blood transfusions they have to factor in limiting it. It shouldn't enter a doctor's mind. They should be able to go, what's the most amount of blood that this patient could take without it, you know, being a problem? But, but there's, a, there's a limitation that they have to think about based on what is the actual blood supply right now. And as that, that's crisis level as far as I'm concerned. And that's why I'm a regular blood donor. It's been a little while for me. I'm embarrassed to say at this point, uh, COVID. I'll use COVID as the excuse here. No, but logistics. And I, I, I mean, I, I, I will still verbally resist and say, hey, you know, do I have to wear a mask? But this is one place where it's like, I don't even fuck around with that. And you recognize medical exemptions. You know, I have allergies. I'm not supposed to wear a mask. But oh, and, you know, uh, half the time they're, they're like, yeah, okay, cool. Or like, can you make my job easier and wear a mask while you're giving blood? Sure. Yeah, I'll I'll do it. It's it's uh and and we do have a it's Wednesday. We have a couple of COVID stories. I should say everything I'm about to say is parody and nothing should be taken seriously. So please don't censor me. Uh, but this is 
a new level of shortage. Uh, CBSnews.com. Dangerously low blood supply in U.S. forces some hospitals to postpone surgeries. Blood centers in some U.S. cities are down to a one-day supply, forcing hospitals to postpone surgeries. The blood shortage is yet another fallout from the pandemic, experts say. One Blood, the Southeast's largest blood center, scrambling to manage the blood shortage crisis. It's a 24-7 operation. The donors are not in the traditional locations anymore. We lost large corporations, religious organizations, movie theater drives, festivals that were taking place ended. So apparently those kinds of drives were uh, a major part of the blood donation system in the United States. I believe it, man. It's an event. People get together yeah. and like, you know, do the cookout thing, go get blood together. It's a whole thing. Or just, whole hey, at, 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 you know, schmuckety corporate office headquarters, hey, it's Friday. We're doing a blood drive if you want to kick off for four hours and go hang out in the cafeteria and wait in line and just make a little party out of it. You know, it's paid time. At the school. And that's awesome. Like the, the, the corporations that do that, that's, that's time off for employees for giving blood. I don't care how fucking big you are. That's the right thing to do. And it's, it's funny because the bigger the companies are, the uh, generally the, the, I think the more likely they are to do that. Right. Like, I mean, if you're a family business, you can't really afford or work it in your already, you might, you might already be on really tight margins where you go, I, ah, you know, I can't afford to give my staff four hours, but you, you're, you're working in some big corporate office. It's not a hit. If you know, a, a quarter of your staff is gone for an afternoon for something that's, that's fun and team building and probably has some other, you know, existential corporate culture values, but also lets you put the, you know, we donate blood thing on the corporate yeah. website. Well, it gives you some pretty like solid kickbacks. But, but I, spoken to. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure I'm not. I'm not saying corporations that do this are like suddenly benign institutions. <laughs> um, but I, if you if you if you have a job in such a company where that's an option, you should probably look into it. You know, if it's not already a thing, talk to HR. Be like, hey. Do we have a little, like a few hours paid time off once every two months to do, you know, company blood drive here? I, I mean, this, there's so many ways to do this. Um, for me, I, I'm, I'm such a freaking individualist. Like, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't get a job just to donate blood. No, but I, I go on my own. Um, I love vitalent.org. Um, they have a fun little points system and I just, I usually, I, I think I donate back most of what I get. Do you get gifts or and you know it, it's one of the things that's fucked up about this is that human blood is actually undervalued in, in the system the idea that if, if you i mean think about it if you were in an emergency situation right mm -hmm. car accident is this an important comment here mr too unique on twitch some people with a form of my conditioning constant transfusions weird form of mediterranean anemia thank you for all who can donate and do? Yeah, wow! Constant, like your whole life, constant transfusions, a blood shortage. Yeah, is a seriously, big deal for some well, people. I'm gonna bring this into the example. Thank you for the comment, Mr. Tini. Comment Twitch. on Twitch. By the way, only Twitch comments today. If you're watching on YouTube, go to Twitch.com and uh, make an account, and and uh, that's that's where you can comment today. So. If you were, Joey, if you were in a car accident and you had lost significant blood, mm -hmm. right? Well, and, and let's say without a blood transfusion, 
You might die, but you'll probably live. One extra pint of blood. Okay. Right? How much is that worth to you? When you're already, uh, one way or another, you're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for, for life-saving medical procedures, right? I'm thinking in like a mass trauma accident kind of scenario. Okay. Right? Right. So one pint. What's the one pint? Probably a few thousand dollars. I can imagine. Now, let's go to a marginal case, right? Say, uh, you know, you're, you need three pints of blood to live. I don't know if this is medically accurate, but I know you give a pint at a time, right? <laughs> so you need three to live, but four would make you stronger in recovery, right? You would you would heal faster. You'd be you'd be less likely to. I mean, the odds of you you probably live. You know, almost certainly you're going to live if you had three pints. But you get that fourth pint, you're going to be a lot stronger. You know, you're not going yeah. to have you're, to generate so your body's going to heal quicker. Volume. You're going to have that blood infused, so you're going to heal quicker. You totally. feel better, right? What's that worth in that situation? It's priceless. Probably a few thousand. I mean, we, again, when you're spending potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars on emergency medical procedures, how can they not price that in, right? Now, you think about our, our friend on, on Twitch, Mr. Two Uni, who has a four. Now, I, I'm kind of curious, how often do you need... Uh, a blood transfusion. Can, can, can you put that in the comments there? But say it's let's say it's a pint a month, and that's that's just like the you think of it as in the category of essential health maintenance costs for someone like that, right? Like a prescription. Like if you're on blood pressure medication that, that is truly like, and a lot of that's overprescribed. Even I was on it one point in the Marines, and they're like, "Whoa, you just got back from Iraq, and your blood pressure is high." Like. <laughs> After a while, yeah, really, mm, mm, <laughs> yeah, I don't think blood pressure medication is the way to deal with this. Um, yeah, because not like I'm at risk for a heart attack or anything, but for people who like need those kinds of prescriptions on, on a regular basis, a lot of them already cost a few hundred dollars a month. And I imagine if it's a rare thing and, and you, you've got insurance. For I it, can't imagine. Like, it sounds like that might be, that might even be something that's like a pre-existing condition and it may be hard to get your insurance oh, to. Maybe that's, well. I mean, like that's, that's a reality because if you're born with it, there's a bunch of pre-existing. There's, you know? there's a bunch of other manipulation in the whole blood drive transfusion medical industry. All right, here is Mr. Tini says, I have thalassemia minor, but the ones with thalassemia major, I believe it's weekly. Oh, wow. Is it a pint weekly? Um, but even then, a pint, um, we're born with it. Yeah. So no, and, and, existing. Sorry, guys. But there's there's foundations and things for that, I would hope. But even then, like, this is still with this, the, the sort of labor hours and technology use and materials used up in the process of collecting, storing, transporting and infusing a pint of blood relatively cheap right as long as you're not under i mean it's regulation i'm talking like the raw cost like what it should cost the actual like free market right cost so maybe a couple hundred dollars Tops? I mean, I I've not priced out. I mean, the, uh, blood transfusion. You don't need doctors. Market. Nurses can do this. The technology itself. I mean, like you're going to use up a few needles, two needles. <laughs> you're going to use up two needles. 
uh, swabs, you know, things associated with that, bandages. You got to give the guy a cookie and a bottle of water. Yeah, a cookie and, uh, juice. Or a piece of fruit. Yeah, piece of fruit, bottle, juice. box of juice. And then uh, you factor in like, oh, okay, how much could healthy person sell their blood to at least for doping? <laughs> That's the question. Um, do you dope with whole blood? I I didn't know that was a thing. Um, you, like, are people injecting other people's blood into them? Yeah, I don't know. Like, but here's here's my point: is that blood is valuable in the system, and there are people making money off of out, literally making money off of my blood, and I would still rather do it this way than see people die for shortages of blood. And I know by strengthening the system and giving more, we're, we're going to lower the cost, the, the marginal value of a donated pint of blood, but that's good. We should. That's right. And uh, eventually it'll be priced properly. You'll be compensated properly. But until then, there are people who die and suffer because not enough Americans give blood and you might be the next one in a traumatic accident where you've lost a lot of blood you're going into the uh, the er and the doctor says well we'd like to give them five pints but uh i think we can get away with three you don't want to be in that situation so tomorrow uh one last sort of free announcement announcement we are flying to mississippi for breaking boundaries for liberty hosted by the libertarian party of mississippi uh first midsummer event and it's because they haven't uh they haven't been able to have a, a, a regular convention with covid and all that crap so this is they're, they're doing a really cool regional event um mississippi's own only libertarian mayor steve mccluskey will be there uh jimmy smith retired wide receiver for the jacksonville jaguars who's about to be in the nfl hall of fame um Cole Evil is an elected Libertarian councilman and pub owner in Tennessee. Uh, Justin Cornett, uh, Donnie Collins, Douglas Carswell, Rebecca Cheney, and Spike Cohen, 2020 VP uh, nominee for the LP, which is Mateo0886. How much do the elites pay for young so, blood? So Rick Z. Schmidt on, uh, on Twitch is, uh, he must be wake and baking too. Uh, he says he's been buying children's blood to keep them young for a hundred years. Rick, that just Hold off, man. All right. So the uh, link to the event is in the notes. If you can check, if you can be in uh, Tunica, Mississippi this weekend, we will see you there. And with that, Jim, give us the producer notes. What's going on? Good morning, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the show. It's been a great one so far. You mentioned the notes, uh, the notes that you just mentioned. Let me pull them up on screen here. T.me forward slash Adam versus man. That's where you can find those notes that he was just talking about. Uh, other than that, we got a that's the public telegram channel, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. We have a Patreon. You can support www.patreon.com forward slash Adam versus man. We got one, we got five, we got ten. We even have a $50 a month tier. $10 a month will get you access soon to a private producers club chat. Uh, the private producers club chat is cool because we have um private conversations and that's where we send the links that he picks from for the show so if you want to be able to 
put forth links that Adam may even choose to be on the show, that's where you do it in the private producers club. And then the public one is just where we post what we ended up choosing. Next, we got homefrontbattlebuddies.com, the best veterans nonprofit organization out there going right now. They run, uh, you can donate right here. There's do donate buttons all over the website. Everything you donate to homefrontbattlebuddies.com is tax deductible. So feel free to throw all your money there. My computer's being a little bit slow, so bear with me there. Uh, next, we got Instagram. At the Garden of Freedom is the handle for all the pictures and videos of everything going on there in Gardenia. So you can check that out. Instagram at the Garden of Freedom, as this shirt says, are you in? Are you in the Instagram at the Garden of Freedom? You should be if you're not. So check it out. Next, so we got the Crypto6.com, uh, the Bitcoin church that was raided up in Keene, New Hampshire. I'm sure you've heard about it. We've talked about it every single day since it happened because it's that important. You can scan these codes right here to donate to their different uh donate different cryptocurrencies to their legal funds to help them out. You can click this button on the top to write to Mr. Nobody who's still sitting in a cage because of those bastards. Let them know you support them. Let them know you think about them. Let them know you we're going to try to get them out of there. Lastly, gogreenenergyonline.com, the best website we're sending people to for do-it-yourselfers that are looking to learn more about solar power, micro wind power, zero energy homes. You want to go off grid no matter where you live, even in the city. Educate yourself. You can do it anywhere and gogreenenergyonline.com is a good website to help you do that. Thank you very much, everybody. Enjoy the show. All right. Thank you very much, Jim and Al. Formally introduced, filling in at the last second. Oh, wait. Oh, no. And is back. All right. And where, where are you coming from today? No. Maybe. No. No, now it's frozen. All right, get Joey back in here. All right. And is stuck in the matrix today. Joey has Joey has that's a glitch. No, that's that that's and you know what? I will admit that a lot of my technical difficulties are not glitches or FBI sabotage, but me trying to do too much with too little. It happens sometimes. Uh technical not in any other way but technology just just with technology uh but with yes uh with connections and devices and things like that joey however has a killer comment contest today oh yeah so we're we're doing uh twitch week we're focusing on our new twitch channel twitch.tv backslash adam kokesh and uh, twitch is super video game centered so that's why we were kind of hesitant to hop on there but all of our awesome viewers said do it. So now I've got video games on the brain. And I want to know if Adam were a video game character, what would his character name be? And what would his finishing move be? <laughs> All right. Well, I have a little addendum contest. I mean, this is, if you didn't win today, and this is for membership in the Producers Club. We've got a lot of great stories from uh, the Producers Club today. And we can we can add people with like a coupon to Patreon, so they get the exclusive. Although we have exclusive, we do more of our exclusive content on actually Telegram. on Telegram <laughs> on the Producers Club. Um, I'm in that conversation all day, every day, and it's where we get uh, about half the stories now for um, for the show. So ten dollars a month on Patreon would be awesome. You could sign up, help us build this business because. We, we are, I, I would love it if we could say we're Patreon only. Um, it's not at the point where we can hire. I mean, it's it, we're, we're making a few hundred dollars a month with Patreon. It's enough to keep the, it's not even enough to cover my cell phone bill at this point. 
after how I got screwed over recently. I'm thinking they censored my post again. I did it from a different Google account. Oh, wow. So TCC Verizon must have some way they're gaming the Google system and they they can swarm reviews they don't like and get them taken down. Yeah, this is TCC Verizon. Very, 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 very shady. Um, Top to bottom. But uh, here's here's the contest. Uh, Or my two other ways you can earn membership in the Producers Club um, other than $10 a month at patreon.com slash Adam versus the man. And by the way, like all the money that we make from this is going to go back into the show. We want to hire people. We want to do promotions. We want to get editorial help, make the show a lot more fun. We want to upgrade the technology here. That's what we're working towards. Um, I haven't taken any income from Adam versus the man since since we restarted uh, beginning of last year, basically. So year and a half been doing this, uh, taking a couple of weeks off, but uh, haven't made any money at all out of this. I haven't taken any personal income. Um, I don't want to say that like strictly because sometimes money comes in one way and I spend it other ways and it's fungible, but I have spent way more money on the show that has come in on the whole. No questions asked. Um, so, but we, we like to use this um, for fun giveaways. So uh, what is that? Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if anybody writes a letter to nobody, the letter to nobody contest and, and, and Jim, we should have this as an ongoing thing as long as nobody is locked yeah. up. Uh, okay. Formerly known as Rich Paul, uh, nobody for president. Nobody is locked up in the Keen Spiritual Retreat right now, uh, Cheshire County Jail uh, ret- Activist Retreat Center. The Activist Retreat Spiritual Retreat Center. The Spiritual Retreat Center, <laughs> uh, spiritual retreat center for activists. Yeah, uh, a lot of time to meditate and do yoga. Oh, yeah, plenty. So if you want to write nobody uh, a letter in jail, nobody uh, is one of the crypto six, go to the crypto six.com. But also if you give blood, send in some books, anybody who gives blood free producer club membership, like it's it, I will do this. This is the, the, the community around the show and the free market uh, compensating for the deficiencies of socialism, stepping up and creating new incentives to encourage people to donate blood. So um, we'll be doing this tomorrow, but we got to make an appointment today, dear. We got to time it right so that we can, because uh, we're catching this flight tomorrow after the show. We are uh, pretty much packing up and driving to Vegas. You know, if we can't squeeze it in tomorrow, we might have to do it on Monday. But yeah, it is It is uh, another weird disadvantage. Uh, I mean, if, if uh, blood donations were properly priced, there would be incentive for people to create blood collection centers, much yeah. more convenient. Like you, you know, like it just every part mall, of Walmart. Like, oh Walmart, God. every Walmart. Like they don't have malls anymore. It's just aged. Yeah. yeah, Walmart. Walmart. You, you, it would be like Walgreens. Why? Why? At the pharmacy. Any, any pharmacy. Every pharmacy would just be like, oh yeah, we do blood collection. Come on, guys. I don't know. Maybe not that way. I'm, maybe there'd be buses driving around doing blood drives, do but. but Blood drives. It's, I mean, it's, that got shut down in COVID too. Oh, of course it did. During, During a pandemic. pandemic, and now we have a shortage. Yeah. All right. So, to our top headlines today, before we get to our COVID blog, uh, New York Post, nypost.com, 
Haiti President Jovenel Moise killed by group claiming to be DEA agents. Yeah, big headline. Everybody's going to be talking about this. We're going to be picking this apart for a while. Haitian President Jovenel, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. How, how ignorant Americans are. Well, we, we'll, we'll maybe if you get a sad, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're not an American, and you rise to the top of your country's oppressive government, and then get assassinated, we might try to pronounce your name. Haitian President Jovenel Moise was assassinated in his home Wednesday by a group of unidentified gunmen who also left his wife wounded. Interim Prime Minister Claude Joseph announced calling it a hateful, inhumane, and barbaric act. Quote, an unidentified group of individuals, some of whom were speaking in Spanish, attacked the private residence of the President of the Republic and mortally wounded him. The primary language in the impoverished Caribbean nation of more than 11 million, some 675 miles southeast of Miami, are French, excuse me, and Haitian Creole. Joseph said he was now in charge of the country. The gunman claimed to be agents with the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration. But sources told the paper that the assailants, one of whom spoke English with an American accent, were not with the American agency. These were mercenaries. It's kind of interesting that it's like if you're if you if you got a mercenary team and you're going to go assassinate a world leader, how, how do you would you dress up as? Yeah, you pretend to be the American DEA. Uh, Mr. Too Unique on Twitch again, quote, this assassination brought to you by the Clinton Foundation. Yeah, and, and I wonder about that because uh, I've looked into this and, in, you know, post uh, whatever last natural disaster there was in Haiti, the, the last hurricane in Haiti, uh, the Clinton Foundation was heavily involved, moving a lot of money in some very shady ways. Hmm. So it, it might be that what this guy was doing was going after that. And this is why, like, I make it a point as an activist. Like, I don't go after individuals. If you're president of Haiti, though, and you're the one who has to go after the Clintons for fucking with your country, like, man, man all right. Good luck. Uh, Joseph added, quote, the security situation of the country is under control of the Haitian National Police and the Haitian Armed Forces. All measures are being taken to guarantee the continuity of the state and to protect the nation. Democracy and the republic will triumph. Moisey, 53, and his wife were attacked about 1 a.m. local time at their Port-au-Prince residence, said Joseph, who condemned what he called the assailant's hateful, inhumane, and barbaric act. Videos taken by people in the area of the president's home in the neighborhood of Pellerin 5, above the hills in the capital, suggested that the assailants claimed to be DEA agents. Uh, someone with an American accent is heard saying in English over speaker, DEA operation, everybody stand down. DEA operation, everybody back up, stand down. Wow. wow. Interesting trick. Sucks when that happens, though, huh? But it's it, if you're going in with a, with an assassination squad like that, and you can get the security at the house of the president of Haiti to even not even fully stand down, but to um, to just hesitate. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's going to make you stop and go. Hmm. So, but they went. I, I mean, this is going to be. I, I don't think it's worth sort of getting into. 
the details right now, but I am looking forward to seeing uh, a, a full analysis. There, as, as Jim is putting on screen, there is video oh. that shows the scene outside the residence. Um, but yeah, someone and 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 I wonder, like if if this obviously insufficient security for for a head of a state. I mean, I, it, yeah. this is why. Uh, even if you're a benign head of state, and there, I don't think there are any, uh, maybe not in the world today, but uh, even if you're serving your people with honorable intentions, there are people who will kill you to redirect the resources that you control. Sorry, as part of the world we live in today. And I mean, I, I, I think even like... Game of Thrones? That's weird. Yeah, well, I mean, if they wanted to kill him some other way, they could. Maybe it's silly to try to resist, but now you go, this could have been prevented. At least... But you go, well, if you cut off this avenue, right? If he had a, a palace with, uh, you know, some large, like a, a wall and a gate where the, the DEA has to come through the gate and they go, well, you will identify yourself. Let's go some ID. Like, well, you can go around this wall. Nothing's going in and out. What's, what's up? And, and prevent this sort of surprise attack. But then if you had that, okay, well, we'll just have a drone flying into your bedroom window and drop a grenade on you. Like it's, so it, 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 human life is so fragile. Um, I, it, I, I mean, I wish we spent the money that we spend on, on killing each other on or, or protecting each other even on, on making that protection unnecessary. Hey, Aunt Wayne in for $10 with the super chat. This is my formal apology for having technical difficulties. Bo bonus points to anyone who helps promote the show today. Thank you, Aunt. Yes. So if you're watching this uh, on YouTube or especially if you're watching this on Twitch, how do we, how do you promote a, a, a two hour fun daily look at the news on Twitch as a video? Okay, so sure. if, if I woke up right. and, and my thing was, you know, coffee, video games, like, it'd be cool to be video games, and then Twitch does picture-in-picture. Picture. So right, you can have me playing in things. the background while you're playing video yes. games. Totally. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is a great show for that. Absolutely. Speaking of video games, um, Mr. Tuni Unique has an awesome comic contest entry. Um, We're talking about Mortal Kombat kind of game. Adam... Dressed like Ryu, but with a neon green with neon green accents, and his finishing move would be he takes a huge bong rip, then the foggy and leashes chokes his opponent <laughs> to death. Ah! Oh, strong, strong first entry here. I love it. Thank you for that uh, comment contest entry. So. Uh, back to the story about Moisey, very serious story about the assassination of the, the president of Haiti. Moisey, who entered office in 2017, had been ruling by decree since January 2020 after legislative elections due in 2018 were delayed in the wake of disputes, including over when his own term ends. Opposition leaders have accused Moisey of seeking to increase his power. Oh, a politician who wants to increase his power? Sure. Including approving a decree that limited the powers of a court that audits government contracts and another that created an intelligence agency controlled by the president. So, you know, suggesting that it's the Clintons and the Clinton Foundation and, you know, the, the, the hurricane relief effort and et cetera, et cetera, that is definitely a real possibility, but it's only one of many. There's enough money in Haiti. There are enough other incentives in Haiti 
for you know for them to uh, want to change leaders. So now we go to Iran from the Jerusalem Post, and something really funny about this uh, lost in translation kind of effect. You'll see what I'm getting at. Jerusalem Post's headline is. Iranians protest over power outage crisis chant death to Khomeini. Wait, wait, death to Khomeini? Who's Khomeini? Oh, he's the guy in charge over there. Some protesters in Iran uh, against power shortages turned political with chants of death to the dictator and death to Khomeini. And you go, remember how they scared Americans about Iran? Joey, you know this. Wait, wait. What do they chant over there? Uh, Akbar? No. no. Why? Why are Americans afraid of Iran? Because there's, there's, there's... I, I don't know. I didn't know why. <laughs> no good reason. When it no. started, but why? Why? Because Iranians gather in the streets in large numbers and chant, "Death to America!" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... And then you go like, that's just how they talk shit over there. Like they they just they're out there chanting death to their own leader right now. Like if Americans were out in the streets chanting death to Biden, death to Biden, death to Biden, oh, you'd be God, like, holy shit. Yeah, take that one out of context. Um, <laughs> should I say it more? Death to Biden, death to Biden. You can take that one. Hey, we can do a remix. Death to Biden, death to Biden, death to Biden. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fun with that internet. So no, but if if Americans started chanting, you'd be like, "Whoa, where'd that come from? That the president should be concerned for his life." But if Americans were out there going, "Death to the drug war, death to Kamala, death to the Derek Chauvin," although I guess that one was chanted, um, "Death to the federal government." What do people actually protest against in the U.S. now? Uh, Death to the lockdowns. Death to the governors enacting the lockdowns. Um, death to the patriarchy. Right? <laughs> You'd be like, okay, well then, yeah, death to Biden. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> so, mate, I, I know I'm simplifying this a little bit, but that was the takeaway I got from the story. President Hassan Rouhani apologized to Iranians on Tuesday over massive power outages during a heat wave that have drawn widespread criticism and triggered street protests. Wait, you mean all America had to do to get Iran to stop chanting death to America was apologize? Oh, <laughs> oh we could never do that. At least the American government. Is, you know, they they don't know it was a long class. Right. There had to have been. No, no. Uh, officials have blamed the blackouts on surging demand for power, along with low rainfall, cutting hydroelectric output, and illegal cryptocurrency mining farms accessing subsidized electricity. As Ruhani said, I apologize to our dear people who have faced problems and suffering in the past few days, and I urge them to cooperate by curbing power use. People complain about power outages, and they are right. The energy ministry is not at fault. The minister should come and explain to the people what the problem is, and we have to find a solution. That's that's what leaders do, you know? Um, not, oh my God, they're chanting death to me. Bomb them. Yeah. Matt says, well, since I started my campaign for coroner, I've been chanting death to death. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so every every libertarian should run for coroner 
and and promise to end death for good. Reuters with their next headline, international news from the Middle East. Rockets hit Iraqi base housing two U.S. forces, wounding two in the U.S. coalition, apparently. At least for this, the phrasing of this headline is awkward, and it's I, I wonder if it's just like weird petty incident they're trying to blow up into something to make you afraid enough to support the U.S. military industrial complex. At least 14 rockets hit an Iraqi airbase hosting U.S. and other international forces on Wednesday, slightly wounding two people, the U.S.-led coalition said as Kurdish forces in Syria said they thwarted a drone attack in an area where U.S. forces also operate. There were no immediate claims of responsibility for the attacks, probably because the CIA did them. Part of a recent wave of targeting U.S. troops, oh, that was definitely the CIA then, or areas where they operate in Iraq and Syria, both countries where Iran-backed militias hold sway. Also, international news from Bloomberg.com, Russia, Cozy Bear breached GOP as ransomware attack hit. Yeah, interesting. Cozy Bear? Hackers, part of Cozy Bear. And I was thinking about this. It's like you get to name your hacker group you can name it something really badass, like the Killer Cobra Venom Spitter Hacker Collective. You know, I'm guess I'm thinking Mortal Kombat right now. Uh, or you could go, ah, let's be ironic and name it something cute like Cozy Bear. And I'm thinking like, well, or you'd be like a bad guy like Guccifer. 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 Like. Like Lucifer, but Gucci. Lucifer? Yeah, devil pussy, I guess. Devil pussy, Gucci <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, you can pack that, uh, unpack that, or pack that <laughs> a, a number of different ways. But then Cozy Bear, cute version. I think, why not be literal? Like, it, it make it, it, how come there's no corporate sounding hacker collective names? You know, there's the nebulous anonymous that anybody could be at any time. Anybody. But then, why not is it why isn't there like the global black hat hacking collective you know <laughs> why isn't why, why isn't black hat hacking gun collective collective <laughs> corporate yet mr too unique beware the gucci fur uh is it goosey fur goosefer like lucifer goosefer gucci lucifer i don't know um i don't really care Russian government hackers breached the computer system of the Republican National Committee last week around the time a Russia-linked criminal group unleashed a massive ransomware attack, according to two people familiar with the matter. The government hackers were part of a group known as APT-29, or Cozy Bear, according to the people. And I go, oh yeah, Cozy Bear is a cute name. It's not cute enough. That's government pretending to be cute. Of course. Uh, the group has been tied to Russia's Foreign Intelligence Service and has previously been accused of breaching the DNC in 2016 and carrying out a supply chain cyber attack involving SolarWinds Corp, which infiltrated nine U.S. government agencies and was disclosed in December. It is not known what data the hackers viewed or stole of anything. The RNC has repeatedly denied that it was hacked. There is no, quote, spokesman Mike Reed there was no indication the RNC was hacked or any RNC information was stolen. Sure. Evening Standard, standard.co.uk. Pressure builds for Julian Assange to be released. It's about time. 
The U.S. is appealing against the court decision in January not to extradite the WikiLeaks founder, but no date has been set. Yeah. Pleas for Julian Assange to be freed from prison are being stepped up amid warnings that the WikiLeaks founder is suffering severe psychological abuse. That's probably putting it very mildly very with everything he's been through. Uh, they, they, they are making an interesting example out of Julian Assange. Still, still. Um, and, and I don't think they have to win. Um, all they have to do, and I don't know if there's more of an inspiring effect or a chilling effect from this. Because at some point, they're just going to kill him like John McAfee. They're not going to let him sit there and be a thorn in their side forever. They're going to pull him out one way or another. But maybe they're using him, and maybe they've calculated that the chilling effect of Julian Assange in jail and suffering severe psychological abuse is more important than resolving his case. Get it? There's a deterrent effect. Hey, every would-be Julian Assange out there, you can be Julian Assange. But odds are we will just make your life shitty for decades, like worse than just going to jail. The United States administration is appealing against a UK court decision in January not to extradite him, but no date has been set for the hearing. So Mr. Assange remains in Belmarsh Prison. His legal team said on Wednesday the permission to appeal has been granted by the High Court on a limited basis, allowing only narrow technical grounds. Mr. Assange's fiance, Selimore, said six months ago, Judge Vanessa Baratzer blocked the extradition of my partner, Julian Assange, because consigning him to the U.S. prison system would have amounted to signing his death warrant. That should have been the end of it. The case is rotten to the core, and nothing that the U.S. government can say about his future treatment is worth the paper it is written on. This is a country whose agents plotted to kill Julian on British soil, who harried his solicitors and stole legal documents, who even targeted our six-month-old baby. I am appealing directly to the Biden government to do the right thing, even at this late stage. This case should not be dragged out for a moment longer. End this prosecution, protect free speech, and let Julian come home to his family. Hey, Aunt Wayne in with another $10 super chat. Julian Assange did not kill himself. There, I said it first. Woo, I don't think you're the first one, but it's, uh, it's on the record. That's on the record, yeah. On the broadcast. But the point, the point of telling his story is to maintain, like, I think with, with John McAfee, when they killed John McAfee, it was at the point that they could kill him before he became a household name again in the United. I mean, he's a household name in the U.S. as the antivirus brand. But they don't know who he is. They don't know his politics. It's like completely separate. He was surging in that brand when he came back to the United States from Belize and then went on the run to avoid these charges. They knew that if they killed him now, it would be sort of before he got big again as a household name, as a tax resistor. Julian Assange, maybe kind of too late for them to kill him and prevent that. And if they killed him at this point, um, I mean, Jeffrey Epstein, suicide in jail was way bigger news than John McAfee. And that brushed under the rug like I uh, assumed it would with all the proof there is and all the, well, not the proof, but all the, like, all the questions left on it. Where's the note, motherfuckers? Anyway, um, if the Biden administration does not end this now, the case will limp through the courts while Julian remains in prison indefinitely, unconvicted, suffering and isolated while our young children are denied their father. And the funny thing is that you're asking Biden 
And it's like, well, Biden is the one who goes, well, we can't let all the secrets come out because I've been doing this for years. I've got so many skeletons. Shit. All right. Reuters, Europe. Dutch crime reporter DeVries fighting for his life after shooting. Yes, we uh, saw this and didn't know what was going on. But now celebrity Dutch crime reporter Peter R. DeVries, known for his work in exposing the criminal underworld, was fighting for his life after being shot on an Amsterdam street. Three suspects were detained, including the possible shooter. They declined to provide any details. Really very interesting um, to see, you know, what this is going to come out. He um, has done the kind of journalism that names names and pisses people off. Um, in 2019, Ridwan Tagi, currently on trial for murder and drug trafficking, took the unusual step of making a public statement denying reports that he had threatened to have DeVries killed. So very interesting. A lot of people, a lot of enemies. Also, from Amsterdam, Reuters said, Amsterdam, so I guess, oh, we're getting into our COVID block, and we're talking about Amsterdam. Better take some COVID vitamins. What? Wait, Blood Raw Truth on Twitch. I do see the national security issue in releasing top secret information, which can be put in the hands of idiots, enemies, foreign and domestic. Uh, well, Twitch edited out idiots. We can't, what? You can't say idiots on Twitch. This is, can I see it? I can't. Is that your settings though? Maybe you have safe no. settings on your in your on no, in your Twitch they, account. They like sure? it's, it, but the somehow we're able to evade Twitch censors by posting and it uncensors that. So like that's something the censorship mechanism is not the comment itself, it's where it's being read and displayed for you on Twitch. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Put the comment back up there. What was that one? Oh, so, no, 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 no. That's not it. That's a new. It's a new. I I do see the national security information security issue. Um, well, that which can be destroyed by the truth should be destroyed by the truth for one. Um, but the national security issue, when you when you say it's a national security issue, would you would you if you if you to trans if you were to translate that into real speak from propaganda government speak um it's not a national security issue it's a state being able to maintain its oppressive violent racket issue so like it's a mafia security issue yes the mafia becomes less secure when you expose its secrets in the same sense that the state becomes less secure when you expose its secrets and if it's conducting operations that it shouldn't be and there's not uh, overseas. You know, there, there are no operations that it should be. They, they, and, and if they are, there should be a higher standard of transparency. Um, and I, I know you want to think of like the one outside case where maybe for 24 hours, because you watch that show, 24, we have to keep the secret. We can't tell anybody because it would ruin our ability to stop the crime. Well, no, government is the criminal. Government secrecy is what prevents us from being able to stop the crime of government. Like when, remember, remember when government made cannabis illegal? Big K. Is the half open government an example of taxation without representation? Half open. Yeah. Yeah. So we're being taxed without, you can't say that you have representation if you can't go and ask your congressman who killed John McAfee. What does the government know about who killed John McAfee? And they send a letter to the CIA and they give you an answer. You can't do that. You can smoke weed every day. Every day.
right. And with that, we go to Amsterdam. Thanks to Reuters for this headline. Amsterdam says, stay home to partiers, pot smokers, in tourism rethink. Yeah, this is crazy. And I think they're, they're, all of all the conspiracies of conspiracies, there are weird elements of cultural control taking root in this. And now what they're saying is that Amsterdam uh, is predicted to lose 8 billion euros in tourism spending in 2021. How much did they lose in 2020? I don't even know. Officials are looking to tamp down on sex and cannabis tourism. So there's a sort of like management of the tourism industry. Blood, raw truth on Twitch. On, on Twitch, Lockdowns are actually pretty nice. I know the commies come out. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's kind of interesting to think if you if you do go out uh, now. Well, I mean, I hate to say because it's it's people who are medically discriminated against or politically discriminated against, as well as obedient people are being sort of filtered out of public life in some ways or have been. It hit it hit uh, for this one. It hit the illegal adult entertainment industry in America. I mean, the uh, the strip clubs had to, the strippers had to wear masks. You had to stay six feet away. So that kills the whole lap dance thing. I have to imagine, and in like Vegas, the clubs were completely shut down. And I've got to imagine that some of these girls introduced themselves in some not so great situations, trying to fill in the gaps and make money. And uh, I, I wonder how, you know, human trafficking rates went up during COVID. I'm uh, interested yeah. and dismayed, yeah. kind of scared. To see that story, or if anybody will, even yeah, like into you think it. I mean, who are getting hookers in hotel rooms care about? I, but they, masks. they, yeah, and and exactly. I CDC says uh, exposed butthole just fine, exposed face no way. Like yeah. that, that just doesn't make sense. And you take away people's vices that a lot of people use therapeutically can right? you give someone COVID by farting in their mouth i don't know i wondered that how many how many what are they what are these called particles what are they droplets what was that droplets. word droplets droplets it's respiratory no remember that it was new york government new york city government said early on in their pandemic guidelines i mean I i'm not making this crude the new york city government said you need to uh, not only do you need to stay six feet apart you also need to not lick each other's buttholes. I am thing. not exaggerating. It didn't at all. I am not making this. I lick buttholes. You, is, if you say, Adam, you can't say lick buttholes. Okay. Oral anal contact. That's that's more like the language that the New York City government used, which really sounds more obscene. Hey, uh, some people lick buttholes. You shouldn't do that. You might be able, you might be transmitting COVID that way. New York City. Please avoid anal oral sexual contact during the pandemic. I don't know about you, but to me, that sounds more graphic. That sounds more off-putting. I mean, if, if, if now, like, if, if two women approached me at a bar and one of them said, hey, bro, can I lick your asshole? And another one said, I would like to engage in oral anal sexual contact with you. I mean, 99% odds, I'd say no to both. But the second one would be like 99.999% odds, I would say no. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's how I judge this anyway. So in Amsterdam, they're, they're, uh, they've got someone complaining about drunk Brits leaving, you know, trash in the street and that anything goes attitude. But I think this is really more central planning. Of course, the, there's like natural market 
demand. Like there's there's a weird suppression of market demand for sex work, for strip clubs, for bars, even for for vices, and, and just for, vices in general. And and and, and what and I don't like the word vice, but what people see as vices, yeah. behavior that the authorities want to suppress, uh, for whatever reason. And it's funny, you go wait, it's British tourists, what coming across the strait uh, to party in Amsterdam. Why? Nobody wants to party in England. Have you been? It fucking sucks there. Uh, yeah, it's cold. And, and the, I mean, the people who no, I'm just kidding. I love I love the British people. Just like I love the people who live in, in New England in the US. But it's like people live there. It's dreary. Or people who live in the Pacific Northwest where they get heat waves and mostly overcast days. Uh, it's crazy because like I got family there and they're telling me like, yeah, Portland now. And it's fucking muggy. It's a swamp. Why would you live there? Um, but yeah, that's that's what Amsterdam is doing right now. Infowars. Watch Biden administration to launch door to door vaccine outreach. And it's like, yeah, escalation. And this is this is actual quote from Biden. We need to go community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood. And oftentimes, door to door, literally knocking on doors, that's the end of the quote, to get people vaccinated. Holy shit. Um, you're not knocking on my door. That's for sure. Come back with a warrant. Uh, yeah. Beam, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back with a warrant. But, you know, I, and, and I want to say we should probably, you know, think about turning up the, you know, vaccine resistance effort at this point, because really... Uh, nobody should be taking this. And I, and I want to say, you know, nobody should be taking this on the whole because my, my advice to people for taking this has been uh, based on it's a slight compromise in your health. It's more of a risk to you than the virus unless you're in a high risk group and you, you shouldn't take it unless you have some other compelling reason and you don't want to have kids and you've done your research and your homework and you know that the, the vaccine that you're getting is one of the safer ones. What about blood transfusions and people who've been vaccinated have you considered that are they going to tell you what kind of blood you're getting whether it's vaccinated or unvaccinated blood you could be vaccinated sort of against your will if you get a blood transfusion yeah well here's here's what i'm getting at is that that it's still about half the country i mean let's let's look at we've been we've been googling this periodically how many americans uh, have gotten vaccine and it says percent of population fully vaccinated is only 48 percent that's enough to over Christ, not a few, you know, generations to just because it's out there, everybody's got the vaccine in their system now. So. Uh, well, no, not necessarily because if it's what's transmitted, it's just the spike proteins. It's not the vaccine itself, but it might be, it might be worse. It might be better. I don't know, but yeah, it's just kind of out there. Like it's a higher number than I thought. Like if they, if, if the, virus was grown in a lab and released because they wanted to fuck with people. Well, tough shit. It's out there. It's part of the global human If The vaccine works the same way where the, the spike proteins are live. Um, but I don't I don't think it does. I don't I, I mean I'm I, I I I see a lot of the side effects with the vaccines and there's a lot that I don't report on because they're minutia things, just like with COVID. Like one of the one, one of the stories I ignored today was, uh, COVID might cause erectile dysfunction, and it's like we don't know. We just have anecdotal data, and it's like, 
okay, so you can share anecdotal data about virus side effects or virus symptoms that are totally hypothetical, unproven, just rumors. But if you do the same thing about the vaccines, you get censored. Yeah, interesting double standard there. But the reasons to not take the vaccine, you don't need to chase down every little rabbit hole and be like, well, does it cause this? Does it cause this? Does it cause this? It's enough to go, we don't know yet. It's enough to go, yeah, like it's pretty well established. There are potentially serious side effects for a significant number of people who get the COVID vaccines that we see out in circulation today, approved for emergency use. So I'm not going to try to tell you that, you know, how to make that decision for yourself, but, you know, my guidelines. Medical Express has this headline, and this is this is also disturbing. Compulsory jabs pressure grows on anti-vaxxers. A growing number of countries and territories around the world are forcing people, often specific sectors, to be vaccinated against COVID-19. And one of the worst things about this is that they're forcing healthcare workers. Do you not do you not see the problem with this? We don't like force. Period. We trust you, healthcare workers, to. Give us health advice, prescribe medications, cut us open, heal our wounds, stitch us back together, inject us with transfusions of blood by the pint if necessary. But we can't trust you to make vaccination decisions for yourself. We're going to have to force you and say, if you don't get this vaccine, you can't work here. What? What? Really? Uh, anybody who says you got to get the vaccine for anything, you tell them that. Be like, well, if it's a good idea, why do they have to force healthcare professionals to get it? Well, and and they are a lot. Many of them rushing to get it, although they're they're uh, just as many who are resisting and being censored. Big K on Twitch. Regarding the COVID, should USA follow Singapore's lead? Yes, of course. Now, I'm going to come back to the story, but mandatory in Tajikistan, Vatican, Italy, Britain, Russia, Kazakhstan, United States, France, Saudi Arabia, Pakistan. Uh, and, and the way it describes in the United States, it's not full mandatory. It's not like uh, everybody's got to get it. The city of San Francisco has answered, will require all municipal employees to be vaccinated or they could face penalties up to including dismissal. You can't collect garbage for the city of San Francisco without a vaccine. You guy on YouTube were weighing in for a $5 super chat. Coffee for Adam, my wellness check. Uh, no, we've been, we've been doing, we've had a lot going on here lately. Sleep has been a little compromised, um, but I am, I'm pretty judicious with my caffeine use. Thank you for the contribution. The new rule will not take effect until the vaccines have received full approval approval from the U.S. FDA. So that's one nice check on things in the United States. But you see these gears of tyranny slowly grinding towards all of us. And even if not, you think, oh, well, not towards me. I have a medical exemption or I live off grid. I can avoid it. It's out there. More than 150 employees of the Houston Methodist Hospital in Texas have already been fired or resigned after failing to comply with orders to get a shot. We covered that story. There are more and more and more that are being suppressed. People who are resisting this vaccine quietly as best they can. So um, let's see. 
We're going to breeze through the rest of our COVID block and get our guest up here if he's backstage. Protocol with this headline. Tech CEOs wary of vac- were wary of vaccine mandates. That's changing. Ooh. Most large tech companies are still encouraging but not requiring employees to get vaccinated, but interest in vaccine mandates has jumped since California's vaccinated workers could take off their masks. Ooh. From LA Times, COVID-19 and lasting erectile dysfunction. Here's what we know. Oh, I did cover this one. <laughs> I did I did put this one in the stack. Uh, here's what they want you to be afraid of now. Yes, getting COVID might kill your boner for the rest of your life. So get this vaccine that I guarantee won't kill your boner for the rest of your life. But if it does, you can't sue me. <laughs> CNBC disputes over mask mandates comprised 75% of FAA's unruly passenger complaints on planes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, all the would-be Karen flight attendants have been recruited to be government bullies enforcing mask mandates. No surprise. But a little glimmer of hope here from the Daily Mail. Um, And I'm not talking about all the funny bikini pictures they have on the side column everywhere. American Airlines cancels flight from North Carolina to Bahamas after a group of 30 Boston teens refused to wear their masks. Flight 893 was scheduled to depart from Charlotte Douglas en route to Nassau Monday. Passengers say the group from Boston, age 17, 18, refused to wear their masks. The group were believed to be on their way to the Bahamas for a high school graduation trip. It's not clear if the teens were chaperoned. Uh, uh, the airline said the flight faced an extended delay and was rescheduled for Tuesday morning. Hmm. The teens were unable to take them to a hotel due to age requirements and had to sleep in the airport overnight. Fuck you, American. Really, like, uh, you're, you're government airlines now. And we have some more fun news we're going to get to with Trump actually suing Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey. I thought that was a story we were going to get to. What? It's actually, no, Joey, it's a, it's a good story. I was like, oh, Trump is suing people. Of course, Trump is suing people. That's what he does. No big deal. No, he's actually doing it for a very righteous cause that has me. Uh, cheering Trump on in this one particular case. It's not just them trying to make fun of him in the media. This is actually a imp- potentially important lawsuit for social media freedom. I dig it. And with okay. that, oh, wait, wait, one more. Uh, Mateo. Ron Paul just went live. You should include his daily thoughts. Uh, I retweet his stuff when he has good insights. Um, people, people tag me in him. But um, do we have any other contest entries? We do not have remind any people, other contest entries. Remind people, what's the con- and we can apply it to our guest right now, to Anthony Welty. Yeah, Anthony can also be included in this if you guys are feeling saucy, but uh, comment contest. If Adam were in a video game, what would be his character name and his finishing move? Or what would be Anthony Welty's character name and finishing move? And with that, ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is Anthony Welty. Representing the Road to Liberty, he is Community Relations uh, for the Libertarian Party of Washington, Executive Director of the King County Libertarian Party, and he has broken records for vote totals, raised the bar fundraising as a Libertarian candidate. He was Spike Cohen's tour manager in the 2020 elections, was chairman of the County Libertarian Party in 2017, state party board member. Here we're just going titles, titles, titles. Formalities, formalities. He's been in the LP a while. He's been. He went to the bathroom and came back and found himself a proud holder of another office 
uh, title for the King County Libertarian Party when they made him executive director while he wasn't looking. Anthony, his wife and son are currently traveling the nation, spreading the message of self-ownership, creating liberty for themselves and others while helping coach libertarian candidates how to run successful campaigns. Anthony, it was great to have you stop by here in Gardenia as part of your travels and to see you at, at, at a number of events, getting around. Are you are you doing anything useful other than making a name for yourself and looking cool? Because you're trying to like out libertarian hair me and beard me now. <laughs> I, you know, I'm homeschooling my kid. So, I mean, hopefully that's something good. Nothing else matters. As long as you're not working for the FBI, uh, you're, you're taking a kid around. Uh, uns- I, I mean, if you're not at home, you can't call it homeschooling, can you? Uh, I mean, my, my trailer's my home, you know, so it's a it's a homeschool slash unschool slash uh, not the, the the state education. <laughs> Are you doing something but, more more unschooling, like uh, self guided? Yeah, I mean, honestly, we're figuring it out. I mean, parenting's not the easiest thing to do, and, and neither is schooling a child. Uh, luckily, my kid's young, uh, so we get to play with a lot of Hot Wheels these days and Legos. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we try to feed into to what he enjoys and, and turn a topic into, you know, five or six different lessons. And really, the most important thing we do for homeschooling is we slow down in, in our daily lives and we take opportunities uh, to explain to him, you know, what's going on, you know, instead of just being, oh, we're too busy. Let me do this for you. You know, we include him in, in every aspect of our life. But again, you know, he's six. So lots of Play-Doh. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we live on the road right now in a, in a 27 foot travel trailer we have for, uh, I think 200, or excuse me, about 670 days, uh, you know, and, and we traveled, uh, through the state of Washington for a year and, you know, now we've been on the road, uh, up and down the West coast for the last six or seven months. And we're just about to embark. Uh, we're actually back in Washington for, uh, uh, spring and summer, getting a little work done up here. But uh, we are just about to embark on a national tour from the state of Washington uh, all the way to Key West, Florida. And we'll be hitting, you know, roughly 20, 25 states uh, between here and there and offering uh, free candidate training sessions and affiliate growth uh, training sessions to local state and county libertarian parties. Um, And the, the idea behind that is to just be a helpful resource. Um, anybody that's been involved in this movement for a while, you know, understands that there are lots of reasons why the Libertarian Party, you know, doesn't win elections. Um, and I just hope to share some of my experiences wait, with people. Wait, we don't win elections? Hey, I mean, not as many as we'd like, you know, not as many as we'd like. <laughs> that's that's the thing. Well, hey, Anthony, you know, this sounds like an amazing tour. In fact, it sounds like you're running for chair of the Libertarian Party or something. Oh, no, you'd have to shoot I mean, me. if you were, if you were, this would be a pretty awesome campaign plan, would it not? It, it would be. It would be. And I, I will say I had considered uh, some of the other positions, but you'd have to shoot me before I'd, uh, I'd run for chair. Uh, well, I, I do not uh, like violence that much. So uh, well, no, I, thank you. My, my general cri- sort of foundational criteria for, for, uh, the chair of the LP National Party would be that they have served as a state chair or 
completed at least one term on the LNC first. I think that's an important basic standard of experience. And you've got that experience working at the state and county level, um, but haven't, I, I mean, again, state chair is another thankless job. Being on the LNC is a really thankless job. Um, LP needs to focus on local elections, according to Big K on Twitch. Um, yeah, uh, it's really, you know, you know what? We would be much better off if, if we ran locally instead of uh, made comments on Twitch, certainly. No, that sounds like you just voluntold yourself, Big K. Uh, it, it's, it's no, you, the LP needs – no, do it. Like, you want if you want to do what Anthony is doing and jump in and be an activist and direct resources, encourage people to direct their time for certain efforts, then go out, get in the game, and make the case and be a player – you want to be a candidate, run for local office yourself, set the example, freaking do it. Uh, but Anthony, you've got the experience and you've got uh, a, a unique pulse on the the national party, so to speak. Um, on the Daily Show, I think it call it they call it fingering the pulse. Have you been <laughs> fingering the pulse? Much lately? Um, yeah. So. I, I mean, I want to, I want, I, it, of course, anything you want to promote is always, you're a great friend of the show and the cause and you're, this platform is at your service, but I want to ask you about national LP drama and what's going on with the chair's replacement race right now. And uh, if you don't want to weigh in on that particularly, maybe the people that you're traveling uh, to visit who are people like yourself in terms of being party activists and libertarian mm -hmm. lifestyle activists, uh, what's their take on all that? You know, um, I, I followed the whole LNC drama pretty closely right when everything broke. Um, and I was quite pissed. And, and, and I I believe that uh, JBH resigning was the right the right thing to do. Um, as soon as New Hampshire got their stuff back, um, I kind of refocused my energy um, on coaching and training again. So I frankly have ignored it for the last two weeks. Um, and even if I didn't ignore it, it's fucking damn near impossible to, you know, keep up with the thousand emails that. that yeah, goes right. No, no, hold on, thing, hold on. But... I want to jump in here. I want to jump in here because this, that, that, there's, there's a lot of deliberate uh, FUD. What is it? Fear, uncertainty and doubt. And a lot of it is just overwhelming with the complexity of the drama and the communications and making it hard to get into. Um, but you say you, you checked out when New Hampshire got their stuff back. That's not what this was about. That was just no, how they got no. on time, right? No, I know. So, empty matter uh, on Twitch. I need to find the LA Libertarians get together, see what they are about. Absolutely. Chairman is Angela yeah. McArdle, great active Incredible. chair, also running for national chair, and uh, uh, very active with Mises Caucus. But no, Anthony, I mean, you knew that that's not what it was about. It was about the chair of the national LP. Interfering illegitimately in in state party matters, and the question, and, and that he resigned. The, the thing that bothered me about the resignation. I mean, you're you're correct. I agree. He should have resigned, certainly. Um, but seems he carefully timed. Explain hmm? It seems carefully timed for sure. His resignation because I feel like it gets him out of questioning, and now he can just walk away. And and I don't respect that. You know, uh, and, you know, may maybe he will step up and be like, hey, I'm not sure anymore, but, you know, I'll come on Let out and show it off. Straight at least. Yeah, yeah no, but you he's know. Not, 
I don't see that. Uh, and and his statement, his, his, his resignation letter was deflecting blame. He didn't even take responsibility. He said, because of people who have created drama around me and sabotaged my chairmanship, unfortunately, I cannot continue to serve this party, so I must step down. It's like, no, it's because you've been exposed and you're refusing to tell people what really happened and you're stepping down to, a, it's true that you should step down. Um, even if you're entirely well-intentioned at this point, you should step down and, you know, because it's the right thing for the party because you're no longer effective. But I don't think that this doesn't come anywhere close to answering the bigger question for me, Anthony. And this is kind of where I want your take now, because we still have an interim chair with, uh, with, with, with co-chair or vice chair, uh, Ken Mullman, as far as I know, great guy doing a doing a fair job holding things together and being objective and not seeking the the chair position for himself and and that's kind of always the like game of thrones analysis right <laughs> like well who benefits who probably you know key bono and you go well who's who's the next and if it was just if it was just ken going oh well i'm interim chair i guess i'll stay here through the end of the term and see what happens you'd be like uh uh but th- there's a this is all the product of deliberate sabotage one way or another. There are too many people who have an interest in the failure of the LP uh, that when inorganic stuff like this happens to pretend it's some freak incident uh, and that it is natural and organic as opposed to some form of sabotage. So what what is being covered up? What is being hidden here? What do you suspect is the the elephant under the blanket? You know, I, I think there's a lot of a lot of people in this party that want a, a reason to to hate others um, w- within the movement, and I don't know where that stems from uh, on a personal level. But they those found- are just plants. Those aren't no no. So those are those are just infiltrators deliberately sabotaging the libertarian movement culture. No, this no no. None of the good people I know are like that. You know, I mean, maybe they're CIA, maybe maybe they're feds, you know, um, I, I believe that there are absolutely agent provoc, you know, you know, agents of the state and probably all political parties, you know, that, yeah. that are there to, you know, to, 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 to muddy things up at the very to, least. Right. We, we keep, all know the to CIA keep us in, to keep us ineffective. Yeah. To keep the libertarian movement from accomplishing its missions of, of, of reducing the injustice of the state. Yeah. It's just like the COINTELPRO with with the uh, you know Black Panthers and the anti-war movement. It wasn't their goal wasn't to murder activists, it was to render these movements ineffective to perpetuate the power of the state. Yeah, I think we'd be I be naive to uh, turn a blind eye to that. And and yeah. I don't know what is happening necessarily, right? I don't know if we're being infiltrated or anything like that. But I, I do know that uh, we'd be stupid to think that they aren't trying to do that because that's happened in all government and all politics essentially since the dawn of time because the people in power always want to stay in power, um, which is why somebody like me doesn't want chair because I don't want that power. And like you, Adam, in your presidential campaign, uh, you said you wanted to throw the ring of you know the, the ring of power into into the fire, right? Yeah. Um, no, I I think that uh, Karen Howarlos is a saint. I think she's taking a beating through all this um, that she doesn't deserve. What whether or not her decorum makes you happy or not, I don't really give a, a flying f. Um, I think that she yeah. worked very hard to expose 
something that we all hold on hold on anthony um we we are broadcasting live uh on twitch and youtube so you can say fuck as long as you don't say the c word which is that virus which shall not be named because that will get a censor but you can say fuck okay so i have to have the right four letter word yes okay gotcha um yeah no i i I honestly i don't like uh inter-party politics i don't think i don't know most that most people do. Um, but there seems to be a lot of people flocking towards it. And, and frankly, through all this drama, um, I, I've really become of the mindset of, do we even need the LNC? You know, besides ballot access and federal law, which we reject, but besides those issues, like we don't even need the LNC, right? We can do candidate trainings. We can do affiliate growth. We can do mass marketing and mass media uh, and social media. And we can do all that without the LNC. And where I'm starting to come from is is having the LNC to the capacity that it is currently at. Is it healthy for this movement? Um, I don't know that it is because year in after you know year after year we see uh, drama in the LNC um, driving people away for right or wrong reasons is irrelevant. Um, it drives people away, and I think it's hold on, Anthony. Anthony, uh, let, let let me cut you off because you're jumping ahead to the deeper question I want to answer next, and I think you're doing it wrong. Let me. Hey, I'm a libertarian. Let me tell you how you're doing things wrong. <laughs> We're really good at that. I'm gonna um, grab my notepad and take notes. Yeah, right, from right, right, here. This, write this down. Write this down. Um, <laughs> don't forget this. It's really important because I'm a libertarian. No. Uh, oh, hey, Aunt Ralston. Wait, Aunt Ralston weighing in for uh, five dollars super chat. Karen and Harlow, CAH love indeed. Yes. And Anthony, I'll back you up on that point. Um, it is, it is funny. Karen and Harlow has been one of the most dedicated, committed libertarian party activists I've known for years. I have seen her make a number of minor missteps in decorum and been abrasive. And everybody understands it is a small price to pay. And she's never, ever done anything that made me suspicious of her motives or intents or anything like that. And for all, oh, and now she goes after the corruption in the LNC, and all of a sudden her decorum's a problem. You go, mm, no, bullshit. Uh, but Anthony, you're, what you were getting ahead and trying to answer here with your, and I'm, I'm fascinated by your various proposals of restructuring the party. And I'm, my gears are already going, oh, yeah, we could do social media synergy coordinated with a council somehow that's uh, separate from the LNC or the net. But these are all. Uh, you, you know, little organizational things that are kind of shots in the dark without a comprehensive strategy. And and that's what I would ask you for. What is what is your comprehensive strategy to, and, and we can, maybe we just brainstorm this. Maybe you don't have a dis- decisive answer, but you see this is a much better use of our time because then tactics, as you're describing, are, are flow naturally from the strategy in this case. But what should the Libertarian Party strategy be to protect itself from saboteurs so that we can carry out our main strategy of ending the coercive injustices of the state. Well, we should immediately, you know, as much as I hate rules and and bylaws necessarily, I think we should establish a whistleblower bylaw of some sort so that when there's somebody on the LNC that is exposing, you know, corruption, um, that they're not Julian Assange or Epstein or, you know, killed, right? <laughs> like to, to, to hide a greater story. Um, you know, we, we have to be, we have to be okay with calling out our own party 
and um, exposing the drama and and or excuse me, not exposing the drama, but exposing the the issues that are creating the drama. Because the second we fail to do that. The, the, is the second that we turn into what we hate, which is the Democrat. Okay, okay. So let me, yeah, yeah, yeah. let me, let me bounce off that. So it sounds like what you're suggesting is that if we had, in addition to the bylaws of a whistleblower protection clause, it would allow people to raise issues and send them straight to a review committee that would avoid someone like Karen Ann having to manage the process deliberately through all of this. She could blow the whistle by saying something improper is happening here. I'm not sure what, and trigger an investigation perhaps by the judicial committee or a subcommittee of the judicial committee or something like that. And, and that sounds great. I'm for it. But what it suggests is that there is a bigger strategic objective. So let's step back from that one step and be saying that it, it would be to create uh, a way within the party to identify unusual behavior and examine it objectively or in an unbiased or transparent way, encourage it to be raised. So like say, Hey, I've got this guy who shows up to my county meetings every month and picks, picks his nose in the corner and then says weird shit about aliens. Is that is anybody else noticing that? Because if they started doing that at like every county meeting, we'd be like, yeah, that's someone trying to make our meetings awkward. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's a deliberate effort. And we could sort of catch people doing shit like that from that lowest level to the highest level. But maybe all that would do would make them have to work a little harder to vary their tactics or which is, be a which is what we see right? out of I mean that's what we see out of you know the R and D's already is like you know they we, we create a rule for example campaign finance laws right uh you know where where you, you can't donate more than a certain amount to a candidate. Um well we all know that money's flowing anyways. Right. That 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 money is exchanging hands regardless of what the rules are. So yeah, I mean, I think something like a you know a whistleblower committee of some sort. I, I think that's a viable solution within the apparatus we have. I don't think that it's the long term solution because, frankly, somebody like Carrie Ann should be able to just frankly speak her mind and not have the world come to a, a screeching halt because she you know found something and 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 did an interview right and, and asked a couple of additional questions of people. So it's this double edged sword of I don't think that we should need committees to solve this you know this stuff um but if we're going to use this apparatus i mean we we should learn from the things that we hate that these other parties do and nip them in the bud well in advance so um yeah care you know cah i love her um she's always been great to me anytime i have a question about random libertarian stuff i know that she's somebody that i can reach out to as soon as she has time she's going to get back to me you know she's always show up and help other volunteers and activists. And um, I, I think we should be a, a lot more uh, gracious to, to, to the work that she's put in and, and not be upset just because she drops the occasional swear word or, you know, makes people angry um, for, for speaking her mind at times. So um, yeah, I mean, fixing the LNC, I'm not going to try to do it. Um, I, I'm, I'm not planning on throwing my hat in, in the ring for, for any LNC position. I have considered it um, for a little while. Uh, but frankly, I, I find more peace enjoying my life, uh, ignoring the the drama within a political apparatus. I, in my state party, I've served the state party in a number of different ways. Um, my time as a voting member is limited to thirty days, and that's by design um, because I much would re I, I would much rather focus my time and energy on helping other libertarian activists 
do the projects that, that okay, they let, let, do. let me challenge you on this anthony is it possible that by taking an attitude of ignoring drama in the lp that we are more vulnerable absolutely because yeah. let me, like, no, as I, an example you say you've got a state party where the state chair is well-intentioned and everybody else is some saboteur asshole on uh, who's or, or, or you know you've got a few people on the executive committee of that state and all the people who work with the chair and support of the chair when the drama comes up are going you know what i'm just going to run my campaign over here i'll see you at the next convention um i don't want to do party drama maybe then the uh, the bad actors are able to, yeah. to, 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 to take over the processes at the, the state level of organization. And, oh, shit, now our friend's not, you're not, you're not chair anymore? What happened? Well, where the fuck were you when I needed you to have my back? You know, maybe part of strengthening this culture is, is to be involved and, you know, defend the people who you believe to be good people. No, I, I think that is absolutely the, uh, a reality. And when all this drama broke with the LNC a couple of weeks ago, I, I took that to heart and I felt bad that maybe I hadn't done my part to pay attention or maybe I should have voted for the chair, right? Versus just ignoring it. And so, yeah, I think it's one path forward to get more involved, to root it out and to be part of the solution there. Um, I don't think that that's the route that everybody needs to take. It's certainly not the route that I want to take. Um, and, and the reason why is it is just simply not a peaceful thing to be involved in. And, you know, to, to my core here as a libertarian, I want peace. I want to seek peace. And it just honestly, for me, I just get angry. The, the more involved in judging what the party is doing, whether it's a state, county, or, you know, national affiliate, I often have a very strong opinion. Um, and uh, working to, to build a consensus within that, um, frankly, is mind-numbing at times and fucking impossible, it seems, right? When you walk into a bylaw meeting and you see people arguing over the stupidest things. Um, so I, frankly, I just walk away from it. It's, I, I can help grow the liberty movement and help um, convert people to want liberty for, for themselves and for others without the Libertarian Party apparatus. Now, I believe the Libertarian Party apparatus is the last real opportunity we have for a, a peaceful political revolution. So I'm all in. I donate. I'm a donor. I'll help grow the infrastructure and I'll do I'll play my role in, in those ways. But asking me to argue with half the party and, and, and think that half the party is doing things wrong is just not my style. Um, I, I want to root out the corruption end of it. Um, beyond that, I, I take some of things with a grain of salt, right? I have opinions on how we could or should do things, but I'm under no illusion that there is one right way to do this liberty stuff. If, if there was, uh, the entire world would already have liberty um, and we wouldn't need, you know, shows like Adam versus the man. So I just, I focus uh, externally on creating people that want liberty for themselves and for others. And that's my focus. It's more peaceful for me. Um, and uh, I, I thank the people, you know, like Angela McArdle, who are, who is willing to, to dedicate so much of her time specifically to serving, you know, as, as chair, um, because we need people that are the opposite of me that are willing to go into those meetings 
and to to stand on truth and, and to principle and, and to be able to take the you know take the the you know the licks across the the brow so to speak. Um, for me, not so much. I'm going to focus on teaching candidates how to you know increase vote totals from a hundred thousand to three hundred thousand. I want to teach candidates how to not raise five thousand, but how to raise fifty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars, so that we have the 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 money and the resources that we need to you know put people into political office to start impacting uh legislative you know policy um but also just to get the general population to start thinking outside the box that they are trapped in and i've had a ton of success with that uh myself so i just look forward to you know passing that information on to others awesome well Anthony, really appreciate your time this morning. Anything else you want to share? I mean, what are you working on? What are you looking forward to? What are you promoting next? Yeah, well, I mean, the road to liberty.com, you know, I'm, I'm launching a free candidate training program to libertarians all across the country. These This will be libertarian-only candidates, not Republicans, not independents, not green, you know, not Democrats, libertarian-only, um, to where we will be basically doing a mentorship program um, walking them through A to Z, how to run a successful campaign. And success looks different on the, by the candidate in the race. Um, but being a soft landing spot, so candidates that are good libertarian activists that have the right ideas, the right solutions, um, have the support they need to run a campaign. Because the, running a campaign and being a principled libertarian are two entirely separate things. Um, and I know how to merge those two things into one campaign, successful campaign, and I want to help with that. Um, so check out the road to liberty.com. Uh, you can follow the campaign training sessions on there. Again, this is free to everybody. Um, you know, and, uh, the overall journey though, we're leading off from, like I said earlier, from Washington, driving down to Florida, we're going to be hitting States in the, you know, the mid, the Midwest, the North Midwest, and then jotting all the way down from North to South and doing training sessions along the way. Um, so if you are a libertarian activist that wants help uh, with anything activism related, whether I can directly or indirectly help you, I just want to be a resource and a tool, uh, not a tool, but a tool uh, to help you accomplish your goal, uh, specifically candidates, because I think that is the uh, the path that we need um, candidates for, for some reason when you're a random stranger um, and you're, you're talking to somebody about solutions to you know, X, Y, Z issues, you know, they, they, they don't always, uh, you know, give a crap what you think. But when you are uh, a candidate for office and all of a sudden you might have power to help them, uh, doors open, conversations open. Um, you can, you know, get people to listen when they might not have otherwise listened. So I just see it as such a valuable resource that I'm dedicating my, you know, uh, the next couple of years of my life uh, to essentially work, you know, nonprofit in this, this sense. You know, we are crowdsourcing some income, you know, living on the road, uh, uh, you know, essentially uh, underemployed uh, as a libertarian <laughs> activist. Uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, got a, a gift link there on the road to liberty.com. Uh, I will not be reporting any gifts to the IRS uh, because yeah. gifts are not taxable. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, definitely help, help my family, uh, you know, help the Liberty movement. That's what we're all about right now. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's my pitch. Uh, this is the first pitch I've actually given for this project on a podcast, Adam. So thank you. 
Uh, oh. After all that drama, hopefully we can sucker all the right people into watching this interview and 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 uh, give your service a shake here. But what's uh, I don't know. You want to you want to bait them with a line about about the party or something to get them to watch this interview. <laughs> they can't go LP. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll, you know, we're going to be out on the road, you know, traveling from one state to the next, homeschooling my kid, working remotely, um, just being a resource to these candidates all across the country. Um, you know, I, I'm already talking to candidates in Minnesota, to Florida, uh, to Oregon to just give them the help they need. Libertarian candidates, we don't have the resources that we need uh, to run successful campaigns, right? We don't have the money. We don't have the donor list. We we don't have the, the staffing. We don't have the volunteer base, right? All these different reasons why libertarians have difficulty being as successful as they might want. Um, I just hope to be a little bit of a gap, uh, a bridge to that gap um, as somebody that has received record setting vote, you know, vote totals and has fundraised at a high level. Um, and I'm a nobody. Um, I came into this party as a pissed off, ex-Democrat, um, uh, upset about vaccine mandates in Washington. So thanks, mm. Adam, for bringing that up on your show. It was actually a great kind of segue right before I came on. I was listening to you you rail on some of the vaccine mandates. And, mm -hmm. you know, I started a, a, a nonprofit or helped start a nonprofit in Washington called Informed Choice Washington just to let people know what their rights are. Um, you know, and that led to me being mad about, um, you know, having to basically beg for freedom from the government, right? Lobbying the idea that I had to go, you know, put on a suit and tie and look presentable and go ask permission to be free from a, a politician. <laughs> um, I, I said, you know, bullshit to that. And I'm just trying to get people in office so we can, that, that already want Liberty. So we can stop begging the, the status that are in there for that, for that freedom that we're entitled to at birth. So um, I just want to help people run for office, run successful campaigns Um you know, and just share what I've learned as an activist. It is not the only way to do things. I don't have all of the answers. I'm not a silver bullet, um, but I've run successful campaigns. So if you need help, um, I'm here to help you. Reach out to me at uh, theroadtoliberty.com. You can subscribe to the website. It's brand new. I just taught myself a new skill. Here's one tip to, to everybody that's considering being an activist. There are going to be times where you have to do it yourself, even though you don't know how, um, because it's the only resource that you've got. So uh, for me, that recently was building my own website. If it looks like shit, uh, please be patient and kind with me. Uh, feel free to give some tips. I'll help make updates and make the website better. But you can subscribe there. We're going to have public forums for specifically for uh, for candidates to talk to other candidates or people that have run for office or helped people run for office. Um, we're also going to have county affiliate forums. Uh, so people that are looking to grow that party infrastructure have an easy way that isn't Facebook or Twitch or, you know, Instagram or whatever to where you can go and talk and share your ideas with other, other libertarians. Um, and then we'll have a little bit of a public forum for just, you know, talking libertarianism. Um, because as I travel, we brand our trailer called, you know, it's, it's got some be free branding on it. And I'm doing that for a very specific reason, because while I'm traveling the country, um, I will be doing, uh, public outreach, you know, maybe some acts of civil disobedience along the way. Um, and I want to not only help libertarians as we travel, but to also use an, uh, as an opportunity to meet people where they're at. Um, and as I traveled 
Washington for a full year. I traveled Arizona and visited Adam and in, in Nevada and California. Every city I go into and every gas station we visit is an opportunity for me as a full-time libertarian activist to slow down and spend an extra 15 or 20 minutes talking to somebody because they saw a logo on my shirt or you know a, a sticker on the back of my truck at the gas station. Um, and that's great because I don't have to rush off to a nine to five job that I don't love. Um, so we're, we're very much doing public outreach. We're very much trying to help people within the party. Um, and, you know, any help you can give to, 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 you know, help me pay that forward, the, the better, you know, we, we've done a lot of good work out here in Washington, um, you know, grown membership in the last couple of years from a hundred to, you know, almost 400 members, um, you know, fundraising, getting votes. And it's just, we've got to help. We've, we've got to help one another. And as much time as we spend focused on bitching and moaning about the LNC and oftentimes they deserve it. Again, I, you know, I, I'm firmly in the camp that this shit needs to, to stop with, with JBH and what happened with New Hampshire. It's not remotely acceptable. Um, but for all of the time that we spend doing that, um, we could be focused on helping one another. And when we help one another and we're on the same mission and have the same goals, it's a lot more peaceful. You get a lot accomplished and you can be very successful. So that's what I want to do. I hope you'll help me. And if you need help, I will help you. Uh, all right. Sorry. Back on screen. Sorry. We had a little technical difficulty while you're doing that. And now my, uh, my camera's a little blurry. We'll fix that. Anthony, on my end. Anthony, I very much appreciate your time. Very much appreciate the work you're doing. Keep it up. Anytime you want to come back, this platform is always available. You know, I've told you this before, Adam, and I'll tell everybody watching this. You know, you, you, you've been a, a bit of an inspiration to me. You know, some of the things that you are doing or, and have done are things that when I came into the libertarian movement, I started thinking about. Um, but it scared the shit out of me. And then, you know, a year into a year and a half into it, I, you know, I come across this guy, Adam, that's running for, uh, you know, president for the libertarian party. And at that point I knew your name, but didn't know anything about you. Um, and, and I, I see that you're doing and living a lot of the life that I want, not, not just for freedom and safety for myself, but because this lifestyle of living on the road, living minimalistically, reducing my overhead cost um, allows me to give more of myself to Liberty. And you've yeah. been an in, in inspiration in that because it, it's just, it's empowering to see you doing it so that I don't have to shit bricks thinking about doing it. Uh, I can be like, all right, this is weird because I don't know it, but it's not weird because lots of people have done it. Adam's done it. It's possible to commit your life to Liberty, uh, helping others, growing a community, and, you know, my my wife and I's ultimate goal uh, for personal goal is to create an off-grid community for ourselves uh, to grow food, give it away for free to as many people as possible, uh, help a local community, you know, live in a, a, in a minimalistic lifestyle, build a house uh, that allows me to collect rainwater. So when the government comes and, and shuts off my utilities because I didn't follow their rules, uh, I have all of the utilities I needed because I was never hooked up to their system in the first place. So thank you, Adam, very much for inspiring people. Uh, I mean that. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I, I it genuinely, it, what you have done uh, has directly impacted what I'm doing now. So thank you so much, buddy.
Thank you. Well, here's to everybody who went before both of us. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hey, I was going to be on your show yesterday. and We got our schedule line. I had your freedom shirt on yesterday. Now it's dirty. So they just get the uh, libertarian shirt. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I know we got to wrap up. Check out the road to liberty.com. Uh, there's a little swag on there. If you need graphics for your car, you know, you want some cool Liberty graphics. Uh, my wife is printing uh, vinyl stickers. It's just a way to, you know, help, you know, put a few bucks in our pocket, pay for gas in the right. truck and trailer. You know, we're making t-shirts that say legalize freedom or, you know, don't tread on anybody. I couldn't find a don't tread on anybody shirt for a while, right? I could find don't tread on me. Uh, so we made our own, you know, and we're selling them, you know, for super cheap. So check out the website, help out my efforts. And, you know, I'll do everything to help out you guys. Awesome. Thanks so much, Anthony. Bye-bye. All right. Checking back in with Joey on our comment contest today. I don't think we have any anything better than our first entry. But, uh, yeah, so we, we it was Ryu. More. Ryu was, I was thinking about it, Ryu is Scorpion, right? The yellow yellow ninja. I don't remember. Mortal Kombat. Totally and and then it's like, it. compared to, the, to, to Sub-Zero, the blue ninja on Mortal Kombat, the... They're they're like the ones that have the the rival backstory, right? I don't know. And, Do you know I did on Mortal Kombat? And then there's I a push green the one. Frantically as much as I can, and I generally beat all my friends that way. I, I was thinking. In addition to this, though, that the game Mortal Ten Fifty Four on Twitch says that that game <laughs> you uh, are dressed in green like Ryu and blowing smoke to sedate your enemies. And yeah. the finishing move. To be called Moral Combat. Moral Combat. Yeah. All right. Well, the contest is: if I was a video game character, what would my name be, and what would my finishing move be? I guess you could also like our last entry describe what I was wearing. The it'd be like the Green Ninja, but there is a Green Ninja, isn't there? There's like the lizard or something. West Coast Jerry says Ryu is from Street Fighter. Oh, Ryu is from Street Fighter. See, that's how. That's oh, uh, Ryu from. We embarrassed. It's something. It's something. Ryu is Scorpion Mortal Kombat. Uh, yeah, because they all like similar characters, but like different versions of Ryu's boring though he's, a, he's a dressed like Ryu but Look with green. green highlights yeah see that's why I was thinking Mortal Kombat was because like you got the red ninja or the, the the yellow ninja scorpion and the blue ninja sub-zero um but they're saying Street, Street Fighter, Fighter. Hold on. Ryu from, from Street Fighter is he's wearing like a karate outfit yeah and I remember this guy now he would just sit there and go yeah, yeah. that guy is the guy always just pumping yeah <laughs> <laughs> Subtle shuck and jive. Yeah. All right. With green highlights. No, no. I want to be like the green ninja from Mortal Kombat, but pot leaf, giant pot leaf on my chest or something. I don't know. Um, all right. Or Pugil Sticks. You'd be like Pugil, Pugil Stick superhero. All right. I told you we had a good article about Donald Trump with a lawsuit that's worth covering. It's got me cheering for Donald Trump. So, Keep your comments coming for 20 minutes. Joey will be watching Axios.com with our next headline. Scoop Trump to sue Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey. And Trump has sued a lot of people for a lot of bullshit business, take advantage of them reasons. Trump was uh, a, a great president by the standards of communism um, in terms of keeping the communist program going. 
overseeing the introduction of the rollout of the COVID racket, allowing for the escalation of so much fascism in the United States. Uh, but here he's actually doing something different. Former President Donald Trump, who has complained about censorship by social media giants, plans to announce class action lawsuits today against Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg and Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey. Why it matters. It's the latest escalation in Trump's years-long battle with Twitter and Facebook over free speech and censorship. Trump is completely banned from Twitter and is banned from Facebook for another two years. So this is really interesting. He's supposed to make a press conference, have a press conference with an announcement today. Um, so maybe we will come back to this, see if he has anything more interesting to say about this and you know what what they're what they're doing. But it's basically a, a class action lawsuit that would enable him to sue the two tech CEOs on behalf of a broader group of people that he argues have been censored by bias policies. Okay. So what's okay. what's interesting now Axios says to date Trump and other conservative critics have not presented any substantial evidence that either platform is biased against conservatives in its policies or implementation of them. And it's like uh, Trump being banned is the is is the proof it's not substantial evidence it's it's decisive proof so there's a weird you know partisan back and forth on this and remember my overall take is that the censorship of conservatives is, is just cover for the more important to them censorship of libertarians so uh what was was donald trump somehow an immediate threat with his communications on those platforms no absolutely not was he saying go to this like if he was saying go to this house and harass this person then i'd be like yeah get the fuck off my platform that's different that's like you are use you are you know using it as part of that communication as an essential component of violation of the non-aggression principle of committing an actual crime with a victim that's not what trump was doing nowhere close so being censoring trump was absolutely political uh wall street journal YouTube related story. YouTube search algorithm directs viewers to false and sexualized videos. Study finds. Yeah. More than 70% of videos flagged by study participants as objectionable were recommended by YouTube. We're in the Mozilla. YouTube has instituted many changes over the past year to limit the problematic videos it recommends to viewers. A new study suggests the repairs have a way to go. Most software nonprofit. Uh, Mozilla Foundation, which I use their browser, Firefox recommended, found that YouTube's powerful recommendation engine continues to direct viewers to videos that they showed, say, showed false claims and sexualized content, with the platform's algorithm suggesting 71% of the videos that participants found objectionable. Um, and of course, a lot, it's if you're browsing around, are you going to find something objectionable? Um, I don't know. It's just really interesting that it maybe they should get rid of the recommended videos algorithms that are, or, or the complexity and make it really simple. Wait, simple and transparent. Yeah. No. Not from a government agency. Oh, wait, this isn't a government agency. It's a government agency masquerading as a corporation. My bad. Associated Press, APnews.com, Eric Adams wins Democratic primary in New York City mayor's race. Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams has won the Democratic primary for mayor of New York City after appealing to the political center and promising to strike the right balance between fighting crime and ending racial injustice and policing. A former police 
captain. Adams would be the city's second black mayor if elected. I'm already like, I don't want to visit New York. Like I used to enjoy, I never wanted. I, to I'm not a fan of that city at all. I, I never have been. But you're a fan of Baltimore. That's, a, I, that's yeah, an even I, shittier, I more police state of a city. At least New York has. I'm familiar with Baltimore. It's my home. I mean, I, I know what blocks, what's going on on what blocks and where to avoid and where to gravitate towards. I mean, there's a familiarity about it. I'm hopeful a black mayor in New York lessens the racial injustices that are experienced by people there and stop and frisk and things like that. But uh, as a former police captain, uh, I'm concerned. Oh, wait, we got another chat on Twitch. West Coast Jerry, your video game character would be like Ganondorf from Legend of Zelda. I'm going to have to look that up. And you're oh, finishing yeah, move. And your finishing move would be using the boots of doom on the government's head, and their tongue would be on shoelace after. Oh, well, you would use the tongue as their shoes. Oh, boots of doom on the government's head, their tongue. Oh, yeah. Better than licking the boots. Strangle them with the shoelaces. Nice try. Good answer. Good answer. Honorable mention. Washington, I said, you got to do something like finishing move. Doesn't have to be video game specific. Like, the point is not pick a video game character because, like, as far as I know, there are no existing superhero or there are no existing video game characters who kill people with bong rips. That was original. Points for originality. Yeah, so Washington Examiner. Dot com looters ransack San Francisco Neiman Marcus in broad daylight video. I'm Jim. You want to play a little bit of that video while we cover the next couple related headlines? At least nine suspects smashed display cases, snatched snatched handbags, and jetted out of the building before law enforcement arrived to the scene about 6 p.m. According to footage, the suspects were seen running out of the store with their hands full of merchandise before entering an apparent getaway car that sped off down a busy intersection. And they've so I got this little series of headlines from Drudge Report, and they're trying to make this look like cities out of control. And now I go, wait a second, what did I fall for this narrative at all myself too? Not that this isn't real, but nine dudes, nine dudes, one getaway car. Wait a minute. How much does it cost to hire hire them to do this? Right to make this happen. They go, Oakland streets erupt into 12 hours of nonstop chaos, homicides, shootings, sideshow violence. And there, this is real, but how much of this is hugely exaggerated? And this is like, well, this is, you know, make them remember why they need us. It seems staged. This is, you know, I, I don't, I don't like this. Next up from Fox 5 New York. Target Walgreens closed early due to thefts in California stores. Target and Walgreens are heightening security efforts in major cities across California amid increased theft and crime, the report suggests. Uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Sacramento, among the cities with the most organized retail crime in the country, according to California Retailers Association. As a result, stores have been closing early or permanently shuttering. Target stores in San Francisco are now moving from 9 a.m. to 6, or now closing early, now 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Financial District Store closing as early as 5 on Saturday, according to uh, hours on its website. Most stores are open 
7, 8 a.m. until 10 p.m. We don't, can't, can't be open that late after dark in these cities, apparently. Now, is again, even between corporations competing, I mean, I wonder if they look at each other suspiciously as we look at government. Reuters. Yeah, we got another follow-up on January 6th. Oh, the false flag insurrection. Oath Keeper charged with conspiracy and U.S. Capitol attack. And it's funny because they've got this article that's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight-ish paragraphs. And there's only one sentence, uh, I think, about the actual headline case. Federal prosecutor said David Morshell, a 43-year-old alleged Oath Keeper from Punta Gorda, Florida, had been arrested and charged with federal crimes, including... Conspiracy and obstruction of an official proceeding. That's it. And then it goes on to Chansley, who is uh, Jacob, what's his, Jake D'Angeli was a stage name, also stage named as QAnon Shaman, oh, a.k.a. the guy with the man. face paint and the buffalo horns. Got like a buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the cabin walking around and then he got he got uh, on national TV. God is like a buffalo <laughs> at the Capitol on January sixth. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna say I'm crazy, and then maybe I won't have to go to jail over this. Says the God is like a buffalo. Please don't arrest all those other guys. You already got me. Says God just like a buffalo. <laughs> I'm not with the Oath Keepers. I'm acting independently. Oath Keepers are all innocent, according to God, just like a buffalo. It wasn't me. The FBI made me do it, according to the God, just like a buffalo. <laughs> Except for the one who shot Ashley Babbitt. That was real. That was one of Mike Pence's dudes. Yeah. According to the God, just like a buffalo. <laughs> yeah. All right, speaking of the FBI and January 6th, smokinggun.com, FBI seized Lego set from DC riot leader. Yeah, you heard that right. Along with a notebook containing step-by-step instructions on how to create a hometown militia, FBI agents seized a fully constructed U.S. Capitol Lego set from the Pennsylvania man indicted last month for his alleged leadership role in the January 6th insurrection, according to court records. Yeah, okay. Uh, last in our oh wait, we got a couple more in our in our American politics block. Uh, world run by gangsters. This is the AFP headline. Spike Lee sets political tone at Cannes Film Festival. Thank you, Spike Lee. We last. We what are the implications of this though? Make movies, watch my movies. No, we live in a world run by gangsters. Someone trying to do something about it. LA Times also at Yahoo.com. Ammon Bundy seizes on housing shortage and new bid to take public lands in Idaho. Uh, yeah, take money from the government, give it to the people. They're making it sound like it's not what it is, of course. This is Amon Bundy we're talking about. APnews.com, try becomes key water player with drought aid to Arizona. <laughs> For thousands of years, an Arizona tribe relied on the Colorado River's natural flooding patterns to farm. Later, it hand dug ditches and canals to root water to fields. Now, gravity sends the river water from the north end of the Colorado River Indian Tribes Reservation. Through 19th century canals to sustain alfalfa, cotton, wheat, onions, and potatoes. Um, so, yeah, uh, really interesting to see how this plays out since it's here in our home state. We'll be coming back to it. 
And since my screen is frozen and I don't know how much time we have left. All right. Oh. Seven. No, five, five minutes, minutes still. Okay, cool. From ESPN Sports News, UFC sells branding rights to fighters' uniforms, partners with crypto.com. And this, to me, is another fucked up corporate modern sports thing. Because I thought when you're a fighter and you wear a brand into the into the ring, that's because you sold that space. You own your ass. Right? Yeah. UFC guy, a little bikini top or bikini bottom. Not top. No, I'm wearing that would be weird. Uh, but yeah, little uh, spandex shorts. UFC gets to tell them what goes on those shorts in the first place? Are you kidding me? That's fucked up. And I, I mean, I would, this is one of those things where I'm like, really, I would be speaking out about this as a, if I was a UFC fighter. Like, I don't know. I, I, I write something on my skin and protest, be like, don't shop at this website. Like, really come at me, bro. But yeah, it's because it, it, it's hugely commercialized. And in order to be successful, that's how they do it. But at least they're partnering, partnering with crypto.com now, although they're pretty corporate as far as crypto goes. Mm -hmm. Now, Really cool good news shared in the Producers Club from Arizona Central. Remember I have said you want police to have drones that drop cargo nets, right? Imagine if you're drunk and angry and out of control, right? Say someone gave you a stronger drink than you thought you were going to have, right? You just lost control of yourself with alcohol. That happens to a lot of people. But what if you were drugged? I had a friend who bummed a cigarette on the streets in D.C. and it was laced with PCP and he went on a weird little strip naked. Off. I promise you, uh, they did not mean to give it. Yeah, they're like, oh, right. shit, where's my PCP cigarette? Yeah. Um, but now we have the answer. Because they, in that case, uh, cops had to tackle him naked in a convenience store. They did a great yeah, job with like what they had. hero on that shit, though. Like people get super mad strength. Mad yeah, weird. Yeah. So he wasn't angry or violent, but he was like physical and confrontational because he wasn't expecting it. It fucked him up. Yeah. And so the cops did a great job getting him on a stretcher into the hospital and he didn't face charges for it. That's awesome. Well, what happens if you're black? And this guy, this yeah, guy was light brown, by the way. Yeah, he, 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 it wasn't. But, but if you're black and, and you're in a town where all the cops are white, they shoot you. They assume criminal intent. They have justification. Jim is now on screen showing this uh, th this incredible video of the use of the new Bola Wrap tool. Tempe police deployed the new Bola Wrap remote restraint device on May 28th, 2021 on a man with a stun gun who is not following officer's commands. Fucking A. I would still rather you get a cargo net dropped on your head and don't have to fall down and are just immobilized and maybe they shoots a hell a big pillow helmet around you so you don't fall because there is a kind of danger with this like you fall and, and hit your head but th this is opening the door for incredible non-lethal remote restraint technology that is long overdue the website if you want to look more into this is rap.com and that's the company and their headline is policing just got safer like remote handcuffs, bowler wrap safely and humanely restrains resisting subjects from a distance without relying on pain compliance tools. All right. Lessening of the brutality of the police state driven by powered by technology. 
happening right now. Undeniable. Thank you. With that, Jim, give us the producer notes. What's going on? Thanks for watching, everybody. We got the note, show notes are at t.me forward slash Adam vs. Man. That's a public Telegram channel. We got patreon.com forward slash Adam vs. Man. That's where you can support the show. Homefrontbattlebuddies.com is the best of veterans nonprofit out there. All donations are tax deductible. Instagram handle is at the Garden of Freedom. So make your way there. TheCrypto6.com. Click the buttons. Do all the things. And GoGreenEnergyOnline.com. If you need to know how to do it yourself. Go to gogreenenergyonline.com. Have a great day, everyone. Uh, now I'm there. Unfrozen and unmuted. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a great show. If you had one of our two complete contest answers, you won. Congratulations. Email jim at thefreedomline.com to get plugged in. Mwah. Peace and love, y'all. Choose happiness and be excellent to each other.